Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to our final Wibs Whip wrap up for the year. I'm Tash. And I'm Penny. And we're here to talk about our lessons learned from 2022 and what we plan to do with it. Oh, what a juicy little year this was. What a little year. I know. It, it was is, a big year. Honestly, some of the things, like when we bring up stuff that happened, say, in March, I feel like that was two years ago. I don't mm. know why this year just feels like so long. Maybe because we didn't spend all of it staring at our four walls of our homes. That That is also we true. Out. We were out and we were free. It just feels like the busiest year. I just feel like everyone is so ready for a break. So you guys know we are taking a break. We will be back in your ears in the first few weeks of January. Yes. Follow our Instagram to know exactly when. But we are taking a bit of a break as well as you all should be. As we say, you lead by example. So if we're telling everyone to take a break, we should too. Yes. Penny, what are you doing over your break? I am Melbourne bound. I'm not going anywhere. I am probably going to do just catch up with people because I feel like the best thing about having a holiday at home is that it feels like it's 10 times longer, which is exciting. And I'm probably just going to, you know, do things around the house, get shit done, get organized for 2023, start doing some WIBS planning with you. Surprise. (laughs) That actually sounds amazing. I feel like sometimes when you book yourself in for like 500 trips and all this stuff during your break. You end up coming back from your break being like, whoa, I yeah, need a holiday. I'm like, I need, yeah, my holiday for my holiday. What are you doing? So I got engaged this year. Um, yes, she did. Yes, yeah. Penny actually helped plan the proposal. I can right. go into detail with that in another episode. But it was really, really, really cool. And so we're going to Queensland. We're going to North Queensland to go look at wedding venues. That so, is an excellent use of holiday oh, time. I'm so excited. I haven't been. So one of the places that we're looking at quite seriously is Noosa. And I've never even been, but every single person that I've brought up Noosa to is just like, oh my God, it is amazing. You have to go. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. So yeah, I think we're kind of putting most of our eggs in that basket. There's literally no better reason to plan a trip. It's like you've got a reason to be up oh, there. It's you so, feel so cool. efficient. I love I can't that. wait. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really excited. And like I can't wait for some sun. I'm currently sitting here in a coat. Yes, like, Melbourne's is... not really turning it on for us, but we hope we we oh, hope for sunnier want. days soon. Please. So the lessons that we've learned this year, I think it was really important to kind of go into – not only the lessons, but what we plan to do about it. Mm. When we started this podcast, we were really big on, you know, not just giving advice that's just like, do this, do that, do this. It's also like the practical, okay, well then how? I think the hardest part about pretty much everything is the how. It's not so much the what. Finding out what you need to do isn't as hard as how you're going to do it. So when we're going through these, we really want to focus on, you know, what we're going to do about them and and how we're going to approach them all. Yeah, these are our lessons from this year. This year was not without its challenges and I think the most exciting thing about, you know, different experiences that we've had over the last 12 months has been it really has given us an opportunity for growth and to really start putting some of the lessons we've learned into place and into action for 2023. So we hope that you guys get something out of this. We hope that you get to learn a little bit more about us and the insights that we've had in the last 12 months. And yeah, we're just super excited to get stuck into it. So the first one, I think, 
is one of the most important ones and something that I probably struggled with the most, which is accepting change in the workplace and life. Mm-hmm. I think this year was full of a lot of changes for us within the business, a lot of things that were outside of our control. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's probably something that I haven't experienced in a very long time. I'm, I'm very used to having control and having to have changes happen that were outside of the control was really, really difficult for me personally and professionally as well. And I think learning to accept it versus fight it and control the controllables was really, really important. Yeah. we I feel like we say it a lot, but we say it with good reason. Like being able to just focus on what you can control rather than trying to fret and worry about everything that is outside of it. And it's easy for us to do. It's human nature for people to be like, trying to, you know, make everything fit into a box to work within the framework of their own experiences of life. But it's been really challenging. Like the change is something that sort of smacked us between the eyes a little bit. And there were a lot of positives that came with the changes that we had within our business. But there was also a lot of, I guess, a lot of moments of vulnerability and I guess feeling a little bit outside our comfort zone that came with that change, which is, I think, pretty natural for that kind of territory. Absolutely. And like you said, it's not all negative. Change isn't always negative. It can be a positive change, but it's still scary. Yes. That's the thing. It's, I think, and that was the part that I struggled with. Change isn't necessarily negative or a positive. It's just different. And the unknown is what makes you scared. But... What we plan to do about it, especially in the new year, is exactly what you just said then, Penny, is is control what we can because once you've got control over those bits, everything else doesn't matter. There's only a few things that you can control and that is how your staff feels, how you're feeling, how much support you can give them, how much support you give yourself. How you show up every day at work. You're always going to be exposed to different Different Challenges. types of people at work, yeah. different different kind of styles of management, different everything. That's life. That's how it goes. But I think that if you can find a way to focus on just you and make it about those things in life that you can control, then you're going to be a more calmer, more, I guess, more like even keel type of experience when you're in the workplace. Definitely. And it's just like going with the change, like reminding ourselves in the new year, change isn't bad, change can be positive. And like you said, just just go with it, control what you can. And if things are moving around, have faith that it's for a reason. Yes. And that, look, the change doesn't also just mean like professionally, like in our personal lives, there's been a heap of change. Oh, and that's, uh, to be honest, like, I feel like so much happened in the last three months personally especially for you oh it was just a lot like it was all and again this was all positive like all these big changes happened but it kind of all happened at once and I feel like yes I needed to if I was to reflect on that I needed to accept it and enjoy it more versus just being like whoa whoa, this is happening this is happening happening." no just sit back and enjoy it because yeah change isn't always negative it's also positive exactly right the next one it's probably, is again, a really important one and one that we probably lived out the most this year, which is start before you're ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what you're listening to right now is exactly that. Yeah, we went into this feeling really excited but also really like complete, actually completely out of our depth. Oh, absolutely. This all started one day we were chatting we were downstairs in the meeting room and we're just chatting about like our goals and like what we like, what we don't like, we're around, chatting, chatting. We're like, oh, have you ever thought about, you know, starting a podcast? And honestly, this is something like who hasn't said that before? Oh, we should start a podcast. But oh, then again, who actually does it within a month of saying, oh, yeah, we should like, do it? As soon as we're like, okay, because 
what happened was Penny and I found ourselves having a lot of conversations, just us two, that were really challenging, very thought-provoking and very like just the conversations that I felt needed to be heard outside of just our group. Like we're learning a lot, Penny and I, in our roles as managers and within the business. And we've gone through a lot of changes within the business. And I felt like a lot of our conversations were really, really valuable because they were tough. They were vulnerable. They weren't, we didn't know it all. We don't know it all. We still don't. And I think they were really important because the more that we spoke about it, we spoke about with each other, the more we learned. And then it kind of just kind of, it's like a light bulb moment. We're like, why don't we just give it a crack? Like, let's get some mics. We've spoken about him before, but we got the amazing podcast butler, Sam, to help us out because, again, we were out of our depth. We didn't know what to do, so we we found an expert, which was Sam, to help us, and we just jumped in before we were ready. Yeah, I think to talk to that point specifically, starting before you're ready, the advice that Sam gave us was that it's going to not be perfect the first, second, oh, third, fourth, t- potentially 20th time that you do it, but you'll get better and better. And that's something that we, I think we really put into action this year. I'm going to keep going through yeah. into two, 2023 because there's nothing really that bad that can come from starting before you rate with the exception of, you know, being a brain surgeon. Like I think you can probably figure most things yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And if I had to say the thing that I'm most proud of about this year, it's that, it's that we went out there we saw something we really wanted to go after. We weren't sure how to do it, but we said, we'll just figure it out. We'll go for it. Let's go see how it. it goes. And what we plan to do about that is in the new year is exactly that. Like, oh my goodness. Because we started the podcast in the later part of the year, it really didn't open us up to a lot of time to sit back and strategize and use what we're good at, which is marketing and that background and growth. And we haven't really had a chance to really go hard at what we want to do with this podcast. So the most exciting thing is next year, we are going to start so many things before we're ready. Like, especially in regards to this podcast, we're going to go as hard as we can because you know what? We believe in it. We know that it works. Again, I know we've spoken about it before, but I am still in awe of the absolute superstars that slide into our DMs and tell us their stories, share their journeys with us, give us feedback. It's like we do this weekly, but we're in a little room with two microphones it is really hard to think that like everyone else is listening to this like yes because you're in this room like I can't explain it it's just a real so surreal so when we get these messages it's like okay we're on the right path we're on the right path we know that this is something that we need to continue doing so firstly thank you for that but it's also the best kind of reinforcement to start before you're ready because yes. yeah okay we don't have five million followers we don't have all that stuff but you know what what we've been able to do and the amazing people we've been able to meet thus far, I wouldn't give that up for the world. So start before you're ready. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it just has to be something. Exactly right. I think I'm really proud of us both. Good on us, Tash. We've yeah, done it. Pat on the back. Exactly. Okay, the third thing is failure isn't always a bad thing. This is a bitch of a lesson to learn, honestly, but it's true. And I think that We are, especially like the two of us, with the type of people that we don't like to fail. We don't like to accept that we've like can't fix something or can't redeem something. And failure is an extremely humbling experience. (laughs) I think that there have been things that I've tried this year, like even just on on just a purely like work professional level, there have been so many things. I'm like, okay, well, why don't we try this idea or why don't we do that or why don't I test out this product or why don't we try all this campaign? And some of them, honestly, they've not been good. Like not that the ideas were bad, but they just didn't go through the way I wanted them to. Yeah. And they didn't land and hit or get the result that I was after. And 
that is a hard pill to swallow. Absolutely. But it also is a it's a teaching moment and i think that the more that you have those experiences like that the more that you're sharpening yourself and making yourself more prepared and more agile for what's to come i think that's probably the nugget of gold within the hurt around failure i couldn't agree more and to be completely honest what i plan to do with it next year and i've already thought about this in my brain like it's going to sound so weird i'm not trying to put it out there to the world but i almost want more rejection next year. Now, hear me out. Mm. I know that sounds really bad, but the more I'm rejected, it means the more I'm putting myself out because there's absolutely no chance that out of, you know, if you put yourself out there, put this out there, you're not going to get rejected, right? The people that live within their safe space, they don't get rejected. No, they don't get rejected. They live in their safe space mm-hmm. and they live in their comfort zone and they never have to face rejection. Rejection is scary. Failure is scary. So I'm putting it to myself next year to be rejected more. Be rejected more. Like put yourself out there. Ask someone to go for a coffee if you really like look up to them and you want to pick their brain. Be rejected. Stop fearing rejection. Stop fearing failure and fail more, get rejected more. I'm not necessarily like wanting to be rejected, but I think the rejection is a good thing because it means you're putting yourself out there. And I want to switch my mindset on that. I was thinking about it like the other day and I'm like, you need to be comfortable in rejection to be successful, I believe, because yeah. I believe that the most successful people, you even look like actors, you know, that they, they say they went to hundreds of thousands of auditions before they landed that big role. You don't just walk into something and be like, oh, I got it. Yeah, you're not the expert on day one. And I, I think to your point, what you're saying, we have received a piece of advice before that was really, really valuable on this. And it was from a female startup, female founder, What she said, though, was if my team isn't failing, it means that they are not trying anything new and not trying anything innovative, and that is a bad thing. Absolutely. She encouraged it and pushed it forward. And I know that can be scary when it's your own self on the line, but I promise you there's something good waiting on the other side of that. You have to go for it. You have to try it out. And failure is just an indicator that you are growing and you're learning and you're pushing yourself up to that next level. Without a doubt. So this one, again, is a tough one for a lot of people, I feel. And the reason I say this is because one of our most popular episodes that we've had thus far is the one on imposter syndrome. Yes. It's the one that we have received the most feedback on. And it's the one that, you know, has got the most listens to be completely transparent. And I feel like that's because it relates to a lot of people. Mm. So Number four lesson is you have to be your own biggest supporter. You cannot rely on other people for that. You need to support yourself. And experience I'll share from that is like, so I've, I've struggled with this and I struggle with personal branding a lot. I don't know why, you know, if you see my Instagram, you probably think, no, you don't. But I do struggle with, you know, putting yourself out there as a brand. I find that really, really difficult. So to really put myself out of my comfort zone, one day I had a few wines and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to book a personal branding shoot, whatever. I'm going to book it. I'm going to book it in. I'm going to get some like really professional, awesome photos shot of just myself, no one else. And it was the most intimidating thing I have done. And I can't explain why. Like it sounds so little. I feel like I'm sounding like I'm, you know, making a, what do you call it? Small out of a molehill. Or the, no, you're not. You're but, not. It, but it was such an overwhelming thing. Like I was like, oh my God. And then I have to stand in front of the camera and rah, rah. And to be honest, it ended up working out really well because because I'd booked that shoot in. We'd spoken about the Wibs a week before. So I was like, Penny, come on in. Let's do our shoot for the Wibs too. So it actually worked out really well. But I just want 
to really, really push it out there. Supporting yourself and being a bigger supporter is a positive. It is a positive and it's something that I want to do more next year. It's not arrogance. It is just faith and supporting yourself and being like your biggest hype person because if you're not, how can you expect others to? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think it is such a lesson. I have something that I've really struggled with. I was all in 100% to, to launch the whips and I was so excited. When it came to having to post for the first time about it on my Instagram, I felt sick because I was like, oh, my God, is this cringe, like having to like put this myself out there like that. And I I see other people's stuff and I don't feel that way. But for some Not reason, yeah. when it's yourself, you, you just look at it and you're like, oh, I don't know, like are people going to think I'm an idiot for putting this out there. And what or I'm like, like, why would they start a podcast? Like, exactly. Rah, rah, rah. It's like you just get but no one thinks that. No one thinks so. Maybe they do, but I don't really care and if they do, Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We don't actually care. Like once you do your first post, you're like, meh. But it is an exercise in believing in yourself and actually backing yourself as much as you can because if you're not going to do it, then why should anyone else? Because it's an example of how confidence can get you further. Oh, absolutely. Confidence is key. And and that's why like next year what, what we plan to do about it is like reinvest in that, reinvest in the confidence piece, yes. reinvest in ways to build your confidence. I think it's one of the least looked at skill. Like people don't really invest that much into building their confidence but I feel like it's such an important skill set to continue to build because again instead of looking at other people doing things and being like oh why do they do that the only difference between them and you is that they back themselves at one point that's it they back themselves enough to do it and they did it Penny and I are no better or worse than anyone else wanting to start a podcast right now if you're listening right now we bought some microphones like there's no here there and everywhere it's just like begin and I think beginning starts from being your biggest supporter and backing yourself more, which does lead into the last one, which is this one's hard, but saying no isn't selfish. Oh, this is one I struggle with, but we're getting better at it. So much better at it. And it is like, it is a muscle that you build up for yourself. But I think leading into like believing yourself, backing yourself, supporting yourself, part of that is setting up your boundaries and knowing that if you do not book in time for yourself, if you do not allow yourself time to recharge. If you do not prioritize the things that are important in your life, things are going to start slipping away. And I know that in my earlier 20s, this was something I was terrible at. Like I didn't go to the gym. I didn't prioritize anything. Dinner every night? Sure. Out every weekend? Absolutely. Working till like all through the weekend or through the week? Yeah, sure. I'll do it all. And when someone asked for, can you come here with me? Or can you come out to my you know office party with me? Or can you like do me a favor or come run an errand? Yep. The answer was always yes. And like there was an abundance of energy. And then you start to sit there and you, you sit at like a, a dinner one day and you're out with people and you're like, why am I here? I feel mm. frustrated. I feel annoyed at myself. Like I, I actually really needed a night in rather than doing this. And I think that that's a really great example of what happens when you don't look after yourself. And I, I have experienced that at points throughout this year of like that twinge of resentment because I'm not looking after myself. The resentment is such a good word to use because you're kind of like, it's not their fault. They've asked you. You could have just easily said no, but you go out of like, oh, I have to go. I have to go. And going somewhere out of obligation. Yeah, obligation. That's, that's not a reason to go yeah. somewhere. Like, Absolutely. And I that's a, it's that. a, but it's an unlearning because it's a big thing of, oh, I sit there and I think that I should be doing this. Or I'm going to let somebody down. If somebody loves you, if someone is a good friend to you. They'll understand. They'll understand. And the same thing goes for work. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I 
I and I think you and I have both been guilty of this of burning the candle at oh, both ends. Pride ourselves on how many hours we've worked and how late we work and but, rah rah rah. It's like that's not what life's about. You kind of th- what happens is those weeks that you're talking about, you blink an eye and your whole week's gone, and you look back on it and you're like, whoa, what did I actually? If you actually look at that week, what did you do for yourself? Exactly. What did you do to fill up your cup? Yours. No one else's. Yours. Because you're too busy, you're rather doing it for your boss, you're doing it for your work, you're doing it for your friends, you're making everyone else around you happy, but what have you actually done for yourself? And I believe what's really important next year is to find that. If you don't have that right now of that investment into yourself, whether it is, you're right, like the gym or whether it is, you know, going for a walk every day or something that you're doing each day or each week, however you want to put it, but there needs to be something that refuels you Mm. as a person away from everyone else. Yes. Read a book, not scrolling on TikTok, unfortunately, whilst that is a little guilty pleasure of mine. It has to be something that's just like not social related because then you're still filling up other people's cup. I'm an extrovert by any means. So, you know, they say that extroverts get fueled up by being around other people. And I get that. I completely understand that. But there has to be something that fuels me in a different way and that's what I plan to find next year like for me it probably is the gym like I love for me it's not like I would be going out for the past like I don't know a few months like eating like crazy drinking like crazy so for me the gym isn't like you know a body thing at this point because I know that (laughs) you can't outwork a, a bad diet even though I try every day but for me it's more of a mental thing like I get up and I just I can't explain the buzz that I get from it because it's just like exciting and it's fun and you feel like you're, I feel like I'm kicking goals in a different way. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think that part of that is when you're bringing it back to saying no isn't selfish, it's like you could just as easily say, oh, I want to come into work early and get stuff done because someone's asked you to yeah. have an early meeting. Or you could, you know, when we do our recordings, like we could do like a really early session, but you have to say no to that yeah. in order to be able to, to put prioritize. yourself first. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think I think that's something that we all need to plan to do next year is just kind of prioritize yourself. It isn't selfish. It does go to the point four of being your own biggest supporter. I think it's never been more important to do that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I I do think that when we're looking at ahead to 2023 and like I know for me personally what I'm going to be doing is I am going to be putting some boundaries in place on like how much screen time I have. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I'll be having a conversation with, you know, my mum and dad or, or my husband or whoever and I'll be sitting there and I'm like I can see myself checking messages, checking emails and no one's asked me to do that specifically yes. at after hours. But I think it's about saying no to just because it's there and just because a phone's buzzing doesn't mean that I actually have to go and pick it up immediately. I need to put a boundary in place between me and technology for an hour. Like it, it needs to like calm down a little bit. And I think that that's an example of how I'm going to be taking that into next year. And also the early morning sometimes where I maybe spend time calling people or doing other things, I am going to start like going for walks and trying to put in some more me time yeah. because I need that. And I've seen a difference in myself since I've started to do that at the tail end of 2022. Absolutely. So I feel like that is all, not all, we've got a million other (laughs) lessons learned from this year, but they're the top five and what we plan to do with it. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, I want to say a huge Thank you for every single person who has listened, supported, inboxed, 
everything. You guys are amazing. We have so much already planned for you guys. Yes. Some insane guests that I am so excited to chat to. Like I'm like fangirling already. So we've got some <laughs> exciting guests. We've got so much planned for the new year. Please make sure that you're following our Instagram because that's when we probably post the most. But obviously subscribe, review, rate, all the things that help us continue doing what we're doing. And yeah, we just, we really, like I said, we really appreciate everyone's support this year. We cannot wait to come back in the new year, refreshed, re-energized and ready to go for another wonderful year of the Wibs. And we just want to say to everyone listening, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas, a happy holidays and a safe holidays. Have a few drinks, enjoy yourself, get out there, see your friends, see your families, get lit, as (laughs) young Tash says, and we will see you in the new year. Bye. Bye.